Ladies and fellas, women and men, gather round, gather round. The Torchy Andretti Show is about to begin. It is I, your host with the most, the one and the only. It's your boy, Torch. Now, how y'all feeling out there today? You know, the temperature has uh, officially dropped. Yes, it has officially dropped to the who really knows how to dress degrees. Um, It's Definitely time to see what them layered fits is looking like. Thanksgiving just passed, or not just passed, but you know, it's soon enough. Just wondering, by the way, for the holidays, who cooked? If you can't keep it real with your boy, who can you keep it real with? Hell, I'll even go first. I'll keep it a bug with you. I ain't cook a single item, man. Not a one. And it's not because I can't cook. If you follow the kid at Torchy Andretti on IG, you know, like Trick say, Bitch, I got my pots. <laughs> but man, I ain't gonna lie, I ain't cook. Shoot, I let everybody else do that this year. Usually, you know, I bop bop a play here and bing bing a move there. But this year, I just vibe. Plus, uh, my stepdad, you know, he top chef level and well, like, any qualified cook that I know, I mean, unless they specifically ask for your help, them folk be wanting you out of their kitchen. A-S-A-P. Now, I did taste test because, well, fun fact, I'm not sure if you actually know this, but I'm a um, a proven world-class first-team all-star taste tester. So, you know, I got to make sure that the flavors are flavoring. You know, I got to make sure there's no poison in the fried turkey. You know, and let me check the mac and cheese, too. You know, I don't know that extra cheese. You know, it could have been deadly and a few of y'all ain't in Granny's will. So I'm really here just to make sure I'm regulating things and to make sure everybody being heard, you dig? Like, there must be order. But hey, man, overall, Thanksgiving was pretty cool. I can't complain. A bit awkward watching football since the only game worth watching was postponed. But if I'm keeping it a bug with you, I can only remember maybe four or five games this year. I kind of been turned off a little bit to football. I won't even say a little bit. I've probably been turned off a lot. Uh, out of habit, I'll turn the TV on here and there. But, man, I mean, that's it. I don't actually know what's going on, nor do I know who's actually any good for that matter. Uh, I guess I'm just tired of the uh, the NFL perpetrating and faking so flagrantly not that anybody else ain't faking but they just doing it like ah yeah we've this is fake love here now i'm not gonna f- sit here and say uh you know i've been trying actively to ban the nfl yada yada and be putting on a whole show but since cap i mean i have spent a lot less time in front of the tube on sundays and it's just gotten worse and worse each year since that whole debacle started since the man was trying to speak up for what he believed in, which I 1,000% support. This was your boy's first year with no fantasy teams. Not a one. 
and keeping it real with you. I loved it. Listen, man, I can't knock anybody who still plays for free or for money. Hell, I may pull an MJ if the fans chant loud enough, but I don't know, man. I, I kind of got tendonitis and my hammies ain't what they used to be. So I doubt I'll be coming out of retirement anytime soon. Plus, man, listen, the, the fantasy foosball is stressful. And given the way things went down this year, my future self probably knew this wasn't the year, King. Now, I'm not going to lie. I did make a few parlays on the money line here and there. And while I didn't make enough bread from that to retire, I did make enough to come back one day. But of course, you know, um, do not be out here gambling your life savings away. I need you to be financially responsible. Uh, there's places where you can get help if you, you know, you only had three dollars and you bet three seventy five. I'm not even sure how your mind working right now. So I know you gone, but I got a number for you, brother or sister. We're going to get you right. But hey, man, back to the Thanksgiving dinner. Now, y'all know this episode is titled Top 5 Dead or Alive. And, you know, I don't know about the whole dead or alive part. I mean, maybe that might come up. Uh this ain't probably what you think it is. It just was a nice, cool, snazzy way to say top fives. I ain't going to hold you. I ain't even going to hold you. I probably could have said top five, but I didn't. But yeah, so let me ask y'all, what's your top five Thanksgiving or Christmas dinner dish? Like, you know, we all gather around these tables. We all cook something. Unless you don't celebrate, then you don't cook anything. Or maybe you cook what you was normally going to make for dinner. That counts too, but around this time, uh, we all have our dishes that we specifically make, you know, to bring the family together, or so it was supposed to. At least, that's what we were told in Soul Food. Big Mama, your arm, Mama. If you don't know what I'm talking about, refer to episode three of the podcast and find out about Soul Food. Now, y'all can leave your responses in the comments when this is posted. And you can let me know what your top five Christmas or Thanksgiving dishes are. Um, And I mean, (laughs) like I said earlier, let's be honest about it. It's like, it's kind of all the same shit, to be honest. So that's why I put Christmas and Thanksgiving together. There's a few items here and there that don't really make it to the next holiday or aren't supposed to be on the table at the first holiday. But for the most part, people reckless out here and they be making any and everything and I be judging. So for my five, there's no particular order. I'm just going to give it to you. But I will say this item here probably is number one. Even if I organize it or if I disorganize I just can't be disrespectful when I mention that. Number one is fried turkey. That's right. It is only a few items that can make you come home to the crib. Like Martin's got his mama's biscuits. I got my old boy's uh, fried turkey. It's elite, dog. It's elite. There was a few times I was not coming to the crib for the holidays. I had other plans. And well, let's just say we found time. You dig? We found a lot of time. Next up. Now, this is back into not in any particular order. This is when it does get random. Mac and cheese. I mean, there's a few things that are a constant in life. There's death. America shortchanging us at some point. And mac and cheese slapping. By the way, 
full disclosure, this is only if you can cook. If you can't cook, you shouldn't have been in the kitchen anyways. I'm all for being better and growth and challenging oneself. But Christmas and Thanksgiving is probably not the time to be practicing your seafood mac and cheese. Oh my God, this is what's wrong with today. The young ladies today, they're not learning from mom how to cook. We're losing recipes and now we're going to lose. Like, I'm, I'm like a thousand percent sure that's the wrong time. Yep, like, that's the wrong time. And I know a lot of people be like, oh, I saw this recipe. Oh, my gosh. I had to use it. Their stuff looks so great. Oh, my gosh. I had to get it. Like, no, you didn't. You didn't have to get that. You could have left that right there. Next up, uh, we're going to go ahead and say some dressing. Or if you want to call it stuffing or wherever you want to put it, man, it don't really matter to me. I know I just love dressing. That's I don't know why. It's been like that since I've been a kid. I always got to have it. It makes it feel more like a holiday meal versus anything else, which could just be a barbecue. Who's bringing dressing to a Martin Luther King barbecue? You know what I'm saying? Like, who doing that? Like, I can't imagine that being at a park. It's hot. Everybody chilling, playing a little football, playing a little basketball, water guns, whatever, music playing. And then somebody saying, oh, yeah, pass me the dressing. What? Boy, it is hot outside. Like, that is not what you want on your tummy. But that's just me. Everybody different, but this is my file, so that's what I'm going with. We got fried turkey, we got dressing, and we got mac and cheese. But please, I mean, I have to make this a bullet point. This is not the time to be practicing losing recipes. And speaking of losing recipes, this is a recipe that I love that a lot of y'all be playing games with. And that's the fourth thing on the list, banana pudding. With, like, real bananas. Not like the yellow box that's just jello with a few wafers in it. Y'all know what I'm talking about. The stuff that they sell at the uh, at the restaurants right next to the to-go checkout line. Yeah, yeah. Them little to-go banana puddings. That gotta stop. Y'all been getting mad disrespectful with a banana pudding. Like if you want the yellow jello dip, then just say that. You know what I'm saying? Just say that. Say you know, you wanted jello with banana flavoring you know say you wanted pudding but that's just it banana flavored pudding and you wanted a few crackers to dip it in there because you like to eat in school just go ahead and say that Woosah. my bad i've been holding that one in for a bit and i forgot to you know pay attention to my pressure points let that build up a little bit too long y'all don't deserve that i apologize for the final dish, um, I would probably have to say maybe potato salad. I mean, let me think on it. Yeah, yeah, probably potato salad more than anything. I mean, as you can see, your boy is pretty heavy on the starches over here. Um, winter is clearly bulking season for me. Uh, you work out so hard so you can have a blast for like two months of regrettable eating. That is life. I will say, though, yams is a close six, though. Yams is definitely a close six. And I know I'm probably getting a few eye rolls right now. But, like, I ain't gonna lie. I had a bad experience with candy yams when I was a jit. And it wasn't until, like, maybe three years ago that, you know, I started trusting people again. So I couldn't be disrespectful to everything else that, you know, held me down and... And kept me warm at night. 
I couldn't just let Yam skip over all these great items. You know what I'm saying? I'm a I'm a people's person and and I'm a foods fooder. I don't even know what a foods fooder is, but if it was there, I would be next to it. Now what's not on my list is greens. And I really don't care how y'all feel about that one. I mean, if I have them, I have them. If I don't, I don't. I mean, I don't know. I just really don't care about greens like that. And I've had great greens and I've had some bad ones. But being honest, like after the first leftover day, like I kind of want to have nothing to do with greens. I barely want to eat greens for leftovers like ever. And that could be later on in the meal. Like if I ate at noon, six o'clock, just me personally, I'm looking at greens like, mm, you still here, huh? <laughs> Looks kind of overrated to me, but that's just my, that's just my, my feeling. You know what I'm saying? That's just me. Not going to lie though. Maybe it is a Miami thing slightly, but to have this next item, I don't know. Cause I only see this from people in Miami. But every holiday, dog, like, I gotta have pigeon peas and rice on deck. Like, that's, come on now. Come on, man. That's a staple. That's a staple. Is that a staple in your household? Because it's a staple in my household. B-days, graduations, homecomings, weddings, or regular Tuesday night dinners, it really don't matter. Pigeon peas and rice is here to stay. But yeah, to make sure that I don't get carried away because I know that was more than five. But I mean, that's what we do over here. You know what I'm saying? When we say we giving you one, we give you three. When we say it costs five fifteen, we shoot them to ten. Alright. Maybe not to ten. That's crazy. Maybe six fifteen, seven if the hospitality is A1. Look, what I'm saying is we give a little bit more over here. We just not giving too much more. The 10 is too much more. Y'all, y'all acting different. Y'all acting different. Y'all must have forgot who the real El Cheapo was. Now, stepping away from the dinner table and into your doctor visit, I must warn you, please watch your health, people. Most of this is only jokes. I take care of mine. I'm hoping you taking care of yours. All this food sounds good, but man, take care of your body because you only get one. And if you drop at 600 plus pounds, it's going to be hell for everybody. I'm only, what, 165? And pre-COVID, with gym muscle, I was 175. I don't know how, but I've lost more than I've gained throughout these nine months. And as soon as I find out, as soon as I find out, I promise I promise the community, I promise the people who listen regularly, I promise the people on YouTube. I will be taking advantage of all your lies and wallets and releasing a workout app, you heard? <laughs> hey, look, hey, if Billy Blanks can do it, hell, why not Torchy Poo Magoo? I'm just saying, just a thought, just a thought. The next top five list has to be the most wild top five moments of the year. Now, bruh, (laughs) I swear a lot has happened this year. Mostly bad. Like, mostly 98.987% bad. 
And I won't lie, this list is probably all bad, but it's not my fault. It's the devil's. So off rip, we're going to start with January 26th. For me, that was the first wild moment of the year when the great Kobe Bryant, Gianna Bryant, John Kerry and Alyssa Altabelli, Peyton and Sarah Chester, Christina Mauser and pilot Ara Zabayan all died tragically in a plane crash in Calabasas. Like all things involving death, nobody saw this coming. And for the first few reporting hours, I'm sure I wasn't the only one who didn't believe it. This year has been so damn long, it still doesn't feel real that all of this happened this year. But it did. Blessings to all the families involved. And let's move on to number two. Number two, America been fucked up. At least for my people. There has always been a deserved eeriness whenever a black person has been confronted by law enforcement. It don't matter where it happens, what was the cause or reason. And to make matters worse, no matter how much you plead to the other side, people just didn't believe you that it was real. Which... (laughs) Which is crazy to me, given all the different type of art forms and communication we created to express our pain in a multitude of ways. Maya Angelou wrote poems to the president about suffering. Fred Hampton gave an oratory on the busy Chicago streets on the abuse we faced. Doughboy told us either they don't know, don't show, or don't care. On the silver screen, Fannie Lou Hammer spoke live and from the heart about the 40 churches burned and bombed in Mississippi and how the flag is drenched in our blood. And the late Dick Gregory made us all cackle about it all. And then think about how dog we've been. See, we delivered this news, whether through fictional or non-fictional means. For some time, too. But for some reason, and if you got any sense, you know why. No one cared to believe us enough to help. No one believed enough to stop living their lives as if it wasn't real. So on May 25th, 2020, we got a video recording seen unlike anything we'd all ever seen before. Well, those who haven't been black and put in cuffs for no good reason and tortured by law enforcement, that is. On May 25th, for 8 minutes and 46 seconds, we watched cowards like J. Alexander Queen, Thomas Lane, Tao Thao, and Derek Chauvin murder George Floyd in Minneapolis, Minnesota. This blatant murder will launch one of the most frustrated, angry, sick and tired, motivated and fed up protests in American history throughout the country and in some parts of the world. Some might say 
this could also be looked at as a positive as well because you know never before had people from all walks of life come together this way and stood against racism maybe that's true but a man a son a friend a father died in the most brutal way begging pleading crying for his mother who had long passed All of this just so people could say, ah, I understand you now, buddy. I got you. I see now. You've got a point. (sighs) Yeah. It took that for people to finally talk about doing the right thing. Sort of. But that's another conversation for another day. Although I always wonder, where'd all those donations go? Where'd all those goodwill projects from organizations that popped up out of the woodworks go? Everybody was so loud in the beginning. Hmm. Number three, well, that's an easy one. And it even made number two even more confusing as to how could that happen during a damn pandemic where people are already dying. That's right. For number three, we're talking about COVID-19. Now, whether you believe it's real or you believe it's another Tuskegee experiment, that's your own business. What we can't deny, however, is the moment it truly hit, everything stopped. And even though we are just at the beginning of the vaccine delivery, life still hasn't gotten any closer to being back to 2019. And keeping it a buck with you, I'm not sure if it ever will be. From people protesting that their rights have been blocked with AR-15s and other military-grade weapons at Michigan State Capitol, to anyone simply coughing and looking a little funny in the light, to recently once again learning if there is ever a virus, the wealthy will always be served first, just like in the movies. Either way, COVID-19 has been a wild one. I'm sure COVID-19 could be its own episode, but for we must. Number four, keeping it just simple and sweet, anything related to Trump. It was all bad, dog. Like, it was all bad. Like, all bad. I will forever look at people funny in the light when they say, well, I first voted for him because I wanted something different. Fam, (laughs) he had cases pending during his elections, longer than the CVS receipt. By the way, CVS, cut it out. Why y'all printing four coupons for Suave Lotion and two-for-one Colgate toothbrushes? We're using body butter over here, King. And if you need a receipt to get your toothbrush at this big age, you got bigger problems in your life. You got big problems in your life. Some things you don't need a coupon for. Some things you just need to spend the bread for. That is a toothbrush and that is toothpaste. That funk you smelling every day? That is likely gingivitis. Listerine 
can only do so much, King. But man, this guy, Trump, had one hell of a terrible year. From threatening to attack Iranian cultural sites to lying about the eventual COVID-19 pandemic outbreak to, and this one always gets me, I I do not know how he's not arrested at this point, but to actually having mailboxes destroyed to prevent his eventual defeat in the presidential election. (sighs) To providing some of the most eye-opening racism during his debates. Bruh, the Cheeto got his shit off all year this year. Like, this fool earned his own number for all the foolishness. I could easily fill up a top five, what the hell was the Cheeto thinking? But we ain't finna do that, because that would just only make us much more. We, we trying to go forward, get him out the paint. And so finally, for number five, I'm going to go with the fact that Due to number three, we spent a lot of time alone with ourselves. Some people grew and some people didn't. We found out that love isn't enough and neither are the lies. Many people became first-time entrepreneurs and others for the first time ever learned how to take care of their own damn kids. Don't blame me, though. Check Reddit for parenting advice and COVID. Some of the tips posted on Reddit showed a lot of parents either weren't raised right yes that's possible or they really barely knew their kids funny or not it forced us all to look at who we are now in the present when money didn't matter for the most part because the rich were still acting rich sadly it truly became about who you are as an individual take everything away who are you and what do you want to do What do you want to do with your life? What will you do if A, B, or C happens? Are you as well off and knowledgeable as you believed you were? Were you as passionate as you said you were about that project you've been putting off for two years? Did you need to take a break? I hope everyone at some point found some time to work on self. Shit, I know I have, and I'm still not done. But during this moment, the most wildest thing ever was number five. We got a pause like never before. For the first time that I can ever remember, at least for a month, it felt like everything kind of stopped. And we just didn't know what to do. And in this piece or in this moment of pause, I hope everybody became better for it. Because... The likelihood that that'll happen again is far in between. These people have adjusted and they are getting us back to work. (laughs) You can only keep cracking them jokes about how your internet connection is not connected on Zoom for so long, King. Now for sports. So with the NBA season back after seemingly never leaving, uh, I'm excited once again as an NBA purist to see, you know, the best athletes go head to head and hoop it up. But honestly, I ain't gonna lie to you. It ain't really much to talk about yet. Like, dog, 
we've what four or five games into the season all these predictions about who number one man holla at me come game 15 i typically take a 20 game leeway period where i just casually watch as a fan and i just kind of keep some notes to myself noticing certain things you start to see what patterns you get people be so quick to give you like oh this is the top five who's gonna win the title right now and they want to stick to that so bad for what like some teams every year when the season start be fire and then they burn and it's never that team again so i feel like we should just give some teams some time to settle into their roles these guys haven't even had a real training camp some of them at least the guys who lost early in the season y'all ain't really got no excuses but teams like the lakers the heat funny or not the clippers denver um any team that went deeper into the playoffs them boys tired dog like let's just be honest about it one night you these players are going off and then the next night they kind of easing into it so let's be a little bit more gentle and understanding fans because i mean i could run you crazy about the trade transactions that did or didn't happen but honestly i also feel like everybody does that too and at some point likely the trade deadline I'll join in in the coupla and the craziness and give you guys some reaches that I shouldn't be reaching for. But to save you some time on this one, I'm going to just keep going on the top five dead or alive approach, going into some NBA related topics. First up, I'm going to start the season with a banger. This is the one that everybody talks about anyway, or at least most people reporting on the NBA at the moment. That's right. The current top five players in the association. For me, off top is Braun, number one. I'm not going to play games with this. I'm not going to go five through one to build up any momentum. This man was the damn MVP of last season, in my opinion, and once again has shown the world why when playoff Braun activates, it's different. 27.6 points per game, 10.8 rebounds per game, 8.8 assists per game after during the season, leading with 10.5 assists per game, shooting 56% from the field, 37% from three, and 72% from the line. All of this is in the playoffs. And in my opinion, last year's playoffs was the hardest playoffs I've ever witnessed. The bubble. No fans. No home court advantage. No delayed treatment. No wild traveling. No crazy sleep patterns. Just buckets. And every round, Braun gave us all of them. I can't lie. That's that's just keeping it a buck, dog. That ain't got nothing to do with him being a Laker. Number two, man, it's KD. What the hell was y'all thinking? What were y'all thinking I was going to say? Like, listen, what in the hell is wrong with people being so disrespectful to KD? I be reading all these blogs and I'm seeing this man at like five, six, seven, hell, three. Like, bruh, bruh. Now, is he a bit polarizing? Sure. But this 6'10 Slim Reaper is the only person in the league at the moment that has an undisputed claim to a shot at the title. Y'all remember back in the day, like on uh, WWF, now WWE, The Rock was the champ. 
And, you know, he just beat some jabroni at Backlash event to win the title. And then the very next night, you know, he come out on Raw's War and you hear the beat. If you smell, boom, 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 what the raw boom is, is cooking. And music will hit all the fans. Ah, Rocky. Oh, my gosh, Rocky. We were in the third grade together. Ah, all that. Like, people would scream for the people's chin. Rocky, Rocky. And he would go out there and he would roast the hell out of his past challenger who he just defeated. Unless he respected them. But most times it was always an enemy. So he came with the smoke. But he would definitely go in on their trifling asses for at least the first five minutes. As sure as the sun sets, the rock is going to take that sledgehammer. Shine it up uh, real well, nice. That's what he's gonna do. Turn that oh. some bitch sideways and stick it straight up your candy ass. A sledgehammer? That's gotta be painful, King. You know it's gonna be a sledgehammer, man. If you smell what the rock. And then, if you watch wrestling, I'm painting a very vivid and very, very accurate picture. This is like clear 90s. This is how it used to go probably every post event. But hey, we was here for it. But yeah, here comes the Texas rattlesnake cursing and stomping down the ramp, wearing Levi jeans, shorts, three sizes too small. I don't even know how he got out that look. That was wild, mad serial killer-ish. And we all was messing with it. We ain't wear our pants like that, but we understood. He meant business. Because if you can wear three small size denim jeans with black boots oh you different you different you really don't care like you really you really don't care <laughs> but now <laughs> the now the rock was <laughs> he was never mad i don't know if y'all remember that but he was always cool with it you know what i'm saying because he was the people's champ and he was a fighting champ he was willing to throw his, put his belt on the line all the time. He wanted to beat the next person who deserved a title shot. Remember that, who deserved it. So he would embrace the challenge. He knew Stone Cold won the Royal Rumble and he had a clear claim at him being the next contender. He respected it. We respected it. We wanted it. We damn sure wanted it that, that Monday night. But then, you know, at the Stone Cold and The Rock would agree to have their own little WrestleMania match. And prequel later that night, because they would always be like, how oh, about I fight you tonight? I'm knowing damn well Vince ain't finna let y'all fight with no bread on the line. Now we finna book this pay-per-view. We gonna make this bread. We gonna we gonna milk this for a couple of months until WrestleMania. Somebody gotta get hit by a car. Somebody gotta get kidnapped. Look, y'all know the 90s was wild on WWE. But then later in the the, the show, 
um, or later in the little issue they was having, Kurt Angle cheesy ass would come down. Bam, 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 bam. I mean, they started chanting you suck, but that's the only way I can remember it now. Out of nowhere, Chris Jericho would come down. Like, I love Chris Jericho. But fam, come on now, come on now. Then, after Chris Jericho, Triple H music would play. And then all these dudes in the ring talking like, listen, fellas, y'all cool. For real, for real, y'all real cool. But y'all ain't Steve Austin. You ain't Stone Cold. You ain't that damn cool. And you damn sure ain't The Rock. <laughs> I don't know who need to tell you this, but you wasn't The Rock. So y'all just sit this one out. You know what I'm saying? For the fans. Y'all sit this one out. Now, I don't know what sense any of this made. I got a little carried away, but that's how I feel about the KD and, and LeBron situation. Right now, them two boys going at it. Them the ones we want to see. Everybody else, y'all wait y'all turn. Y'all sit this one out, dog. I can't put you at number two right now because it's occupied. It's occupied right now. The gods are talking right now. Hell, Kawhi wouldn't even speak in a snippet. He would definitely need a manager to talk to him via Titantron in some parking lot. And that's why Kawhi is number three. Not quite there yet. You know, he ain't got his his uh, his shit talking skills down pat yet. So we still got a manager for him, you know, and he, but he's going to get there. I'm sure. To be totally honest, the only thing that's really stopping him in Clipperland is everything that's going on around him. Next up for me at number four is a man who changed the position and game forever. Not many stars have changed the game and how it's played. A few were Dr. J, Larry Bird, Magic Johnson, Michael Jordan, Allen Iverson, and the latest, the baby-faced assassin, Stephen Wardell Curry. To give you an idea how hard this is, there are 7.7 billion plus humans on earth, give or take. I know you think Lil Jamal can hoop, and maybe he can, but only 19,000 are going to be in the NCAA. Now, the NCAA isn't the only way to get to the pros, but let's just, let's just use the NCAA to keep this whole thing simple. Because at the moment, it's the most clear-cut way to get into the pros. However, historically, only about 5,000 players have actually played one game. Not a series. Not a back-to-back. -back, but one game in the NBA. Since its inception. Even though that same amount A 4,500 is draft eligible every year from the NCAA. Out of the total, I just gave you six names that changed the game. And there's an argument that there could easily be 10 
But even that is just 0.22%. I hope. I told y'all in episode three, the math be mathing, but I don't be adding. But man, what Steph did will forever be documented. Because of Steph, kids at the local Y who can't shoot their way out of a plastic bag are pulling up from 30. What the hell's going on out here? Now, that really only pisses me off because I came to the gym kind of late, so I had to pick Buddy up. And I know it's just a warm-up game till my squad comes, but if Jit don't get back on defense, I'm icing him out. But get this, now imagine Buddy can shoot the lights out. You know how frustrating that is to be a head coach? His squad can play A1 defense and none of that matters once Steph says, F the play, I'm pulling up effortlessly from half court. Defense breaker. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm tripping. But I think we tend to take what he does for granted because it looks so effortless. Especially since now Dame does it, KD will dabble, James Harden, and Trey Young has the similar body type to Steph, and he does it even when his shooting percentage in the years past hasn't really been the best doing it. By the way, Trey is a dog, so don't think because he's not shooting 49% from deep. And he's short that you can do it too. Relax. (laughs) Relax. But yeah, Steph is number four. And at number five, I mean, you can debate your mama, but it's none other than the brow himself, Anthony Davis. The man is six foot ten with a seven foot six wingspan, can pull up from anywhere on the court, step back, sidestep, pound dribble, wherever you want it, he giving it to you. Don't believe me, ask the Denver Nuggets. Uh, he clearly has the best handle for any power forward or center in the league can guard any position one through five five through one just line them up and he knocking them down and keeping it a bug with you he was clearly the defensive player of the year last year but politics got in the way of that award in my opinion the lakers dominated start to finish all season and they didn't win a single award mvp defensive player of the year oh man GM, hey, hey, most hey, 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 water hey, hey 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 But, I mean, that's a small fee to pay to the gatekeepers for punishing the Lakers for how they went about getting Anthony Davis to South California in the first place. So, yep, that's my five. Braun, KD, Kawhi, Steph, AD. Steph would have leaped Kawhi, but I got to be fair. He was hurt, so I had to account for Kawhi putting in the work while Steph was out. Now, I know there's quite a few players that I left off, and I'm sure I'll never make everybody happy. To be honest, I used to love these talks and would embrace debate at a drop of a dime and know every single bit of unnecessary, useless life information about these players. I get into arguments and debates just because, honestly, I just enjoyed the sport and I just wanted to know and know more. And I thought I was probably right a lot more times than I actually was. I also was 16 and 17. Now, it's kind of more of a bother to debate and pick who's the greatest or the greater athlete. Because I've matured to realize everybody is amazing 
And honestly, I never get praise from everyone anyway, since I don't typically follow what's trending. I try my best to be unbiased and just, I don't know, go off the rail. I'm sure some will say I'm bugging with Steph. I mean, I'm sure some will say I'm bugging with Steph. And why isn't Giannis on this list? If you're questioning Steph, I don't make anything off this pod. Let me be very clear. Like, I don't make no money off of this. I just do it because it's just cool. And it's been something I wanted to do for a while. I pick and choose my times. I can kind of control it how I want. And I'm learning a lot about myself through the process of it. But I don't get paid off this pod. And until I do, I don't care to debate this senseless debate without a bag. Like, if there's not a bag present, I'm not going to try to convince you on why Steph is good. I'm not going to tell you why I think MJ is number one or this person is number one or number two. We're not going to have those debates. Not for free. That's over. That's over. Because it's too stupid. It's, it's really too stupid to do. So if we're going to get stupid, we're going to get stupid and rich. Okay? Now, if you're looking for the Greek freak, I mean, I guess you, I can understand the hype. He is on every commercial, every hype video that comes out about the NBA. So if you're a casual fan, one would think, especially with that new contract he got, wow, he must be the guy, right? No. Look, man, I love the Greek freak, but he need a jumper before he enters the chat room. Athleticism will only get you so far. That squad he had last year was nice. It was nice. Now, I would have never signed Eric Bledsoe over Michael Brogdon. But honestly, all they needed was for Giannis to be able to make jump shots and space the floor. But he didn't. Miami's defense collapsed. And the crib took the series. Now, let me see. We talked about what the food. Oh, oh. This still is the NBA. But yo, I got to ask. What are your top five spicy topics in the NBA? All right. Since y'all ain't going to say I'm going to go with mine. (laughs) Off rip. For me, is anything Kyrie related at number one? I don't know if y'all know this, but I'm a big Kyrie fan. I love Kyrie, man. He's probably top two or three point guards, like my favorite point guards, not just like the rankings, but like the top favorite point guards. I just love the dude's game and a, a few things from his mindset. Not all of them, though. Um, I'd probably defend him more than anyone in the league at this moment. I won't lie about that. Uh, I do feel like he's often misunderstood. But he's also an asshole. And it kind of makes all my efforts go right down the drain. Because there's just some things I can't defend. Like this is Kobe all over again in sort of a sense. Now, I'm not a religious man or a man of faith. I grew up in the church, though, and when I sought more knowledge and sought truth, my path led me away. Everybody's path is different, 
and I don't judge. What you believe in is what you believe in. What I believe in is what I believe in. That has nothing to do with me treating you like a good person. We all got a reason why we believe in this or that. For quite a while now, I've been leaning more on the spiritual side of things. I have my own processes and thoughts, but I try to not bombard others and assume they are on the same frequency as myself. At times, I wish more people embraced that approach as well, as we are sort of forced to embrace religion in every facet of our lives, unconsciously, only to those who are into the religion, and also how even the government has supported religion and its role in our daily lives. But again, everybody lives their own way. I just don't think we should force our judgments or our ideologies upon each other. And with that, I also think we shouldn't force our practices on each other. Which brings me back to Kyrie Irving. Hey man, <laughs> I support the sage. I, I can't lie to you. I support the sage. I had a great friend put me on it a while back. I know the benefits. I know the returns on investment. I know what you're getting yourself into. I know what you have to get yourself out of. But unless I'm bugging, isn't that reserved for, you know, your own crib, <laughs> your own space? Like, yo, how you saging an entire stadium, bro? Like, first of all, how you got this many matches? Like, or, or like, do you have one of those lighters, the nice ones where you click the button and they come on? Because I've been looking for those, but that's really expensive. And I'm not sure if they're going to set aside that per diem for you to do this for 72 games. Like, Kai, you wildin', King. <laughs> and I love it. <laughs> Why not? I mean, with all the crazy shit that has happened in 2020, the least bothersome thing done has been Kyrie saging the gentrified Brooklyn arena. Hell, all jokes aside, the New York Knicks should probably try to hire Kai for some of his services. Because, man, y'all been asked for decades now. Like, damn, y'all good? The second interesting story ain't really a story. I just, I just kind of feel bad for the guy. Like, when I really just think about it and the year that he's had, I just feel bad. I just feel bad for Scottie Pippen. Not only has he always been big bro by MJ, but now there's a 10-hour documentary airing it out about him being big broed. Imagine ESPN hitting you like, yo, we want to do an interview, you know, about your time with the Bulls and how great you were and how much y'all won. And you do all these interviews and you get these side questions and you're like, all right, well, this should be pretty good. I think I spoke enough. I said my piece only to watch the debut and you getting roasted <laughs> throughout like, yo. And then you had to relive the fact that Jerry Krause gave you cookie crumbs on the dollar. On the dollar. But because you were so damn poor, you took the first deal swinging because you needed the security. Look, man, 27 people can't eat off $1 million, but somehow you figured it out. Mind you, this doc was after a few years ago 
when Future dropped the Gucci flip-flops. And now, fast forward to November, and your boo thing still out here skeet-skedaddling with the young hoopers after you tried to make it work. Then you got the internet making inappropriate jokes because Bronny liked the image of Larsa Pippen, which is wild in itself. He's had himself a wild pandemic break. But I'm glad that Savannah shut all of this shit down because I think people, while it was funny and all, were forgetting Bronny is a minor. And that echoes to a bigger conversation that goes on in the world where we tend to be pretty inappropriate with young boys and making it okay. I'm glad somebody spoke up and was like, yo, all y'all can say what y'all want to say, but he's a minor. And if you keep talking smack, you will be dealt with. I don't know if she said that exactly you will be dealt with, but it was close. It was close. We all got that one black mama who, when she say something, hey, that's it. That's it. So, yeah, man, I'm just sending some love your way, OG. Because, damn it, man, you've been through it, bro. You've been through it. Number three, this one isn't too wild, but it is a popular subject, which is who's challenging the Lakers this year? Yeah, that's right. I said it. I want all the smokes. You bums and your bum ass squads better bring it, too. I had to go through a decade of frustration since that last title. And I had to hear everybody talk trash about the Lakers. So y'all boys better bring it. I'm very interested to see who will step up to get smacked right back down. Will the Clippers let us down again? Will the Bucks show up and have Giannis holding a jump shot? Will Denver mature enough? Or will the Heat surprise y'all? Not me, because I definitely picked them early in the season. But y'all, again. Either way. Like the great Omar from The Wire once said, if y'all shooting at the Kings, you best not miss. Sorry, my bad. That was real aggressive. That was very aggressive. That whole little number three section, that was really aggressive. I apologize. It wasn't me. It was the devil again. I keep telling y'all. I keep telling you. Number four, I'm honestly really interested in seeing these two young spouts, uh, Zion and LaMelo Ball. I want to see what Zion does or does not having his tool shed at this point. Because for the most part, he's been kind of hurt or he's been overweight much of last year, the year before. So we really don't have any idea of what he's really capable of. But it's the pros. Everybody is fast. Everybody can jump and everybody is strong. It's going to be very interesting to see how this weighs down throughout the year. Because right now... It's a bit inconsistent. Some days it's a hit. Some days he hooping. But for the most part, Zion looks like he belongs. At least physicality wise. I mean, he going to get his 25. It's clear. He can bully most of them people on the court. But I wonder how that will last once the season starts to, you know, grow some legs. And LaMelo, I mean, man, that boy vision is the truth. Like, that boy vision is a problem. The edgy and aggressive way he plays is much more dynamic than Lonzo. And while he doesn't have Lonzo's elite defense, he damn sure makes up for it in tenacity. 
So I'm really interested to see how the young boy will, you know, lead a young Hornet squad that was solid last year, sort of. But I mean, in the beginning of this season, a few vets wanted out. And after a few preseason games, I want to know why everybody is saying, nah, I'm going to stay. I want to see what this young boy do. Like, can LaMelo become a bucket? Is that what they're hitting at? Can he even get more minutes? The boy be hooping when he out there, but like, I don't know. Maybe maybe I'm just putting on my hooper goggles, but what I'm seeing so far is it looks like he's very talented. It's like he's clearly talented, but unless things shake or they finally put him in the starting lineup or different personnel is brought in, he won't be in Charlotte for long because he's the type of player who needs to be in the same room with shot makers because he is going to create. With the Hornets right now, they need him to be a bucket, which I think he can be, but his game is definitely facilitator-based. So we're going to see what's going to go on with that one. But I think the boy got some game. The fifth and final topic, I mean, that's an obvious one. What's your overall under on games before James Harden is traded? I mean, I think it's pretty clear that he's definitely getting traded now. Like, that's kind of obvious. He's doing everything to blatantly look like he's miserable and he's unhappy. The man the man is defending his case. Everybody's saying he was at a strip club and the man said, nah, man, I wasn't at no strip club. I was, you know, at an event chilling with my homegirl because, you know, she a boss. And I'm sure, uh, I'm sure Commissioner Adam Silver was like, oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. She is a boss. I forgot that. You got to go. And then James hit him with, yeah, you know, well, no, I wasn't no strip club. The strippers just came to our spot. But, you know, yeah. Boy, if you yeah, don't get because that don't make any sense, James. That 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 doesn't make any sense. That's essentially the same thing. Like identifying the difference between a strip club and an event where strippers are and money. <sighs> hey, man. What's the over under y'all got? Like, what's the over under? Because it's clear my boy wants to be traded. And to be honest, I don't mind it. I'm not one of those guys who's going to blame the player over the team. I think he's acting uh, foolish and I think it might hurt him long run because I know how I know how people treat people who definitely act out. So, hey, it is what it is. But like talent wise, talent wise. Look, man, I'm not sure y'all notice, but no matter how much as a fan, you despise that man. Every owner, every owner, and every GM in the NBA is looking like, I mean, how much you want? <laughs> Let's not act like the NBA is above grabbing a player who's highly efficient and a walking 30, 12, and 10. The night after, he missed the game, and so did six to eight other players for the Houston Rockets missed the game because of a COVID outbreak the next night this man played he dropped 44 and 17 <laughs> like I know y'all want to be mad at this man and and for a lot of people they tend to rely on hate 
when I say rely on hate, I mean as soon as somebody does something wrong, they bring up, oh, you're making too much money for that, too much money. We've been conditioned to think that people who make a lot of money don't act out. Boy, do they ever. It seems like they're the only ones that act out. So instead of saying he's making too much, I mean, we probably should be saying, well, that's just about right. Like, it, that's, that's about right there. Do I think he should force his way out? That ain't my decision to make. If he don't want to be there, then don't be there. Hopefully, the Houston Rockets will trade him and get as much as they can for him. Him limiting their options early in the season kind of hurt everything that could have been done in the offseason. But now he's listed a few more names, which I'm guessing he really is just trying to stress the fact that I'm trying to get up out of here. And I mean, James is hella talented. I don't necessarily prefer his game, but I damn sure respect it. That man gives defenders hell on the court. Like, his game might be one of those tool sets we appreciate years from now. Years from now. Even before all the trade demands happened, people just really didn't like his game because they either thought he was traveling or they thought he was flopping for the refs. And he was doing both. But he figured out the back holes into the game. Like, the, the same thing that we do on the course at an LA Fitness, he figured out cheat codes. I can't really be mad at him for that. You just got to, as a defender, figure it out. And clearly, people figure it out because in the postseason, he kind of doesn't do the same thing. And some of that is locking down for seven games, trying to figure out what he's doing. The other part of it is him just missing. I don't know what's going on with him and Paul George in the playoffs, but dumb boys be acting totally different. I definitely have him being traded under 25 games not sure if that was clear because after that thunder rockets game ended up getting postponed i think everybody looked at it like oh oh he messing with the money yeah he messing with the money see now that's when things get expedited i'm sure league owners are calling the houston rockets saying hey man for the betterment of the league can i get him for two cookies and a juicy juice <laughs> I know y'all want to believe that the Miami Heat ain't interested because you believe in the, oh, that Heat culture different. Look, dog, Pat Riley is a winner, boy. Pat Riley is a winner. If Pat Riley had to trade a bag of Skittles and Tyler Hero right now for James Harden, I know y'all like that little white boy, man. Hey, he gone. He gone. He in Houston now. He in Houston. Let's not forget who James is. And to not knock him playing defense, but he did play defense this past postseason and past season. It wasn't like nothing great or nothing to hoorah around, but it was definitely a concerted effort that he he clearly wanted to make some improvements in his games. It'll be interesting to follow through. The team I don't think he's going to, however, is Brooklyn. I just don't think that's going to get done. Um, whether that be bitterness from the Houston uh, front office because of how he's been behaving whether it just because it simply can't get done who knows but if Kyrie or KD not coming back on the back end of that trade that that deal ain't getting done Spencer Dinwiddie just got hurt he's out for the season with ACL injury in his knee like there goes a piece that you could have traded now unless they want, they're okay with an injured piece I doubt they would be so yeah 
Harden probably ain't going there. I would probably predict the best place for him to go. I don't know if he's going to go there, but the best place for him to go would probably be the Sixers. But you would have to want to get rid of Ben Simmons. People crack jokes on Ben Simmons as if he's some type of bum. I don't think he's a bum. I definitely think he's an all-star. Like, he's a great player. One of the few two-way players. His jump shot is just so suspect, and it's more so suspect not because he can't even make it, although he can't even make it, but because he just doesn't take it. He'll leave wide open threes and wide open middies wide open. Like, nah, I'm good, Chief. Swing pass. But on the fast break, he's a terror. On the pick and roll game, he's a terror. You know, like, so driving kicks, I mean... He's a poor man's LeBron. Like, he does all those other things except for his his scoring prowess just ain't there. He's not willing to take that shot for whatever reason. But let's not get so hung up in him not shooting as to why the 76ers aren't performing as well. That means they just didn't have no offensive spacing last year. This year, they got some shooters with him, so we'll see. But if Harden had to go anywhere, I would think it would be the 76ers. Anywhere else is going to give Houston less. They're going to get less back, and they'll have to be okay with getting less back. If they're okay with it, there's a few teams that he can go to. I saw a few trades talking about um, Sacramento Kings. You get some young players there that aren't really doing anything under Luke, and Luke ain't doing really anything under them, to be honest. But you can get some players there and, you know, hope it pans out, get your money's worth for whatever that means, but you'll never get James Harden back. Hell, if we'd been a buck about it, if OKC signed him instead of Ibaka, you wouldn't have had him to begin with. And he was hoping they would have done that, but they end up going defense instead of offense. And well, we know how everything has played out since. Now, moving on from the NBA, I just wanted to make a quick little statement um, that lives in the NFL, which is shout out to the Dolphins, man. Hey, shout out to y'all. I ain't going to hold you. But you know I be on y'all heads. You know I, I don't play that. I keep it honest about the Dolphins. Boy, we've been trash-ass-tastic for decades. This year, they've been good. Last year, they were decent. You could see the, the changes coming in. But this year, they've been like a solid, legitimate team. There hasn't been any fluke. Like, oh, well, you know, we got over on a few games here and there. Or they had this one player that went off in a surprise. Or they was watching, running some gimmicky offense that no one could figure out for the first seven games. Like, no, they've just been... They've been a solid team. They've been a solid playoff-looking team. We can't say playoff yet because they are not in the playoffs yet. This is still the Dolphins. It would be Dolphin-esque for them to go into the game in Week 17 and lose in a blowout to the Buffalo Bills. It would be really Dolphin-esque to be up that game and then lose by three to a Buffalo Bills team that would be resting their quarterbacks and their star players. That's just what the Dolphins have done. But this year, things look different. So shout out to the coaches. Shout out to the players. You got to give it up. I, like, I can't be a hater and not report on the other side of it. I definitely was on their heads. And now, looking at things and looking at how silly, once again, the city of Houston is looking, I'm talking about the Houston Texans. Bill O'Brien let D-Hop go. For some damn lemon heads. And the red non-laters. Like, nobody liked the red non-laters, bro. Why would you do that? 
and then to only get fired. So now you wasting Deshaun Watson, but hell, the Dolphins love it because because of that, the picks that they traded for Larry Mitanzu now is a top five pick, and I believe it's top three. And they got your second round pick. Bruh. <laughs> I know this is hindsight 2020, but man, I know Watson got to look back and be like, man, I love Houston. I love the city. I love the vibe. I love how it feels here. Everything is dope. But this team trash, bro. This team trash. They trash. Maybe I shouldn't sign this extension that I ended up signing. I, I don't know what to tell people. I mean, this football, you got to secure that bread while you got it. Injuries happen. I understand. I overstand. So I ain't even mad at you for it. But I feel bad, dog, because you had an out. You had an out. And now you with these stragglers. J.J. Watt legendary player this year he's been kind of average kind of ass even he like bruh i'm doing terrible out here and i'm not the worst one i'm the top five player and i'm doing terrible out here. like so and deshaun is having a great year the man has three offensive linemen starters out he done lost will fuller although i mean will fuller gets hurt every year but Fuller was balling when he was in. He also lost his new acquisition, Randall Cobb. But here's the crazy part. Even without DeAndre Hopkins, his passer rating is 112.1. Bro, that's second to who they're calling the MVP, Aaron Rodgers. He leads the NFL with 8.83 yards per attempt. And he's completing over 70%. Oh, by the way, he has the team record for touchdown passes with 30. And he has a career low six interceptions. Only one in the last 10 games. Oh, man. <laughs> this boy is balling. And now the Dolphins have his top three pick. When it go bad, it go bad, don't it? But yeah, that was just my my little NFL take that I had just noticed. Something in that was just shocking. Just shocking, that's all. Next up on the top five, Dead or Alive. Um, let's go through these albums real quick. For me, and I'm going to be honest with y'all, I'm really only talking hip-hop um, mostly. Uh, R&B has been cool too this year. But I'll be honest, I ain't going to talk about something I don't know nothing about. I know old school R&B. I know everything up till, I want to say, what, 2015 maybe. That's when I kind of just started like, mm, yeah, you know, picking and choosing who I was listening to mostly with R&B. But I know all the stuff that really matters. I know the classics. I got the classics on deck. I got the classics on deck. I probably shouldn't have been listening to Confessions when I was listening to Confessions, but that's a classic. You can debate your mom about that one. She probably wouldn't, you know what? But yeah, so we talking about the top five uh, hip hop albums. And for me, it's going to go like this. And this is in order. Number one 
Royce the Five Nines, the allegory. Uh, I think this is his most complete work of art that he's done so far. It's so full. It's very informing. Um, it's very intricate and intelligent. But the shit also knocks. And it's right on time. Given the situations of everything that was going on outside, like all year long, this is like was like a heaven sent. Uh, I think it was very underrated and overlooked for a while. But somebody must have been paying attention as he got a Grammy nomination this year for whatever you validate with the Grammy nominations. I know people don't like the Grammys, but they still watch the Grammys. I I wouldn't know. I don't turn that channel on. You know, I feel we should probably support our own um, our own platforms. It would be dope to see, you know, people really care about the Soul Train Awards, but that ain't happening. But the allegory happened. The allegory is there and it's definitely easily top five. I would even say top five just albums. Like even if I crossed over into other things that I listen to, I would say albums is in the top five. It might not be number one anymore, but it's definitely in the top five. Um, damn good album, Royce. Damn good album. Next up would be Freddie Gibbs, Alfredo. This was a good album. This was something for the this was something for the for the for the real ones for sure. Um I was a little bit late on Freddie a couple of years ago when he first dropped. I wasn't sure if I really was messing with his flow, but the bars were there, and I think that's what drew me in. And on Alfredo, it was like he took it to another level. He was finally comfortable. He was in a pocket that only I think he can get into. Him and maybe Ross. Jeezy funny enough <laughs> but that's about it like it was that's that's a reserved lane for a specific type of music and I think that he does that and he's doing it at the highest level and congratulations on the uh Grammy nomination as well the third album would be King's Disease by Nas Whew. I'm thankful for this album because boy did this make up that joint that he made with Kanye like, I don't know what was going on with that one. The bars were there, but the beats did not slap like we thought the beats would on that one. But on King's Disease, if I'm not mistaken, Hit Boy did the whole album. And boy, did it hit. Like, the flow, the cadence that he delivers is showing that Nas is still, his knife is still as sharp as ever. It also shows that he was paying attention to people saying he needed to speak up and be more clear and be more um, get back into his his nasty bag. Nasty Nas, not Uchiwali nasty. We don't need to go back to Uchiwali. But we should talk about Uchiwali sometimes and the things that have changed in my life. Anywho, for the next one up, we got Benny the Butcher, Burden the Proof. This one just really is something for the streets. I ain't even gonna hold you. Like this one is just like thorough. It's... Uh, it's blunt bars. It's you can feel the struggle, you can feel the passion, you feel the moment from a rapper who's not really there yet, but he has a lot of respect from everybody else who is. And it seems like he's on his final lap to earning his place in that position. And I think Burden of Proof was really that. It gave him his own voice uh outside of Griselda. And so when you hear the butcher coming. You know what time it is. Also, 
Stay out of Walmarts, big dog. I cannot stress this enough. All you rappers, entertainers, or people who be with a lot of money and be wanting to come around in neighborhoods that don't have as much as you may have and floss your ice, even if you're not trying to necessarily floss it, but you're just not being very aware of where you are, things like what happened to Benny the Butcher likely happened to you too. So be careful out there. Keep your head on a swivel. Uh, I ain't finna tell you not to wear your stuff. You work too hard not to wear it, but be careful, man. It's, 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 they out here. Not everybody running up on you wants an autograph, King. I promise you. Number one, the allegory. Number two, Alfredo. Number three, King's disease. Number four, burden of proof. And I can't really decide on a fifth. Hmm. That's a tough one. I can't really decide on a fifth. So I'll just leave the nominations for that spot. Uh, you had D Smoke's Black Habits um, and Big Sean's Detroit 2. I, I I definitely really enjoy Big Sean's album. I thought D Smoke's was very different, but maybe it's me. Um, the only thing that held me back is that I felt like I heard his sound before. And it felt like I was listening to Section 80 K-Dot a little bit. Um, but the songs were so good. The bars were so good. So it wasn't like I was bored. It wasn't like I was angry. It just was, I, I couldn't break away from that. And I have to wait till he becomes, you know, a much more developed rapper because I'm sure there's some influence from K-Dot. I mean, they're all in that same TDE camp, essentially. I'm not sure if you're aware of, but his older brother is the R&B and soul singer, uh, Sir he signed the Top Dog Entertainment along with Kendrick Lamar, Schoolboy Q, SZA, J-Rock, Absol, Zakari, Lance Skywalker, you know, and the list goes on. Speaking of Top Dog, by the way, Isaiah Rashad, bro, when are we going to get another album? I would be misusing my platform if I was to not speak on the fact that, bro, you gave us two classics. Hit us with a third and I'm a chill. I don't want to do this, but I got to do this. The streets told me so. If you got the new music, put it out. And if you don't, that's cool too. I mean, I can't force you to do anything. But I hope you do because you're really freaking talented. And I keep the Sylvia demo and the Sun's tirade on repeat, especially the Sun's tirade. Like, shoo. And I got onto that one late. I didn't even know it dropped. So yeah, man, go ahead and put that music out. Shout out to Big Sean though. This uh, album Detroit Two was nice. Like this was nice. This was this brought me back to the side of I believe in Big Sean. Not that I don't think he was any good. It just was well, one for me. It felt less than what at least prior albums have felt less than what I felt like he was the spitter of like the creativity that he can add to songs and boy oh boy did Detroit 2 ever deliver track to track front to back back to front he was in a bag he was in a bag he was vulnerable he was open he was setting the table for himself and for his friends and family and letting you know how everything was gonna go down from here uh from here on out, he spoke on the him and Kendrick riff and how silly it was. 
Like these are the albums that people at these particular points in their lives should be making. So I'm glad that they are happening because every entertainer ain't doing this. And that would probably end up in the bottom five. If this is the top five, that would probably end up in the bottom five. But I ain't going to take no shots at anybody and talk about the work of art is trash. Uh, I'll say that for the next time. <laughs> By the way, before I get out of here, I, I got to go back to sports real quick. I know I said I was done, but how could we not talk about Nate versus Jake Paul? I mean, come on, man. That got to be like if I know I had my top five NBA crazy moments, I just forgot. Like this is definitely a top five moment, uh, but we can go and put it at six. But this was definitely a top five moment. Nate had no business in there with Jake Paul. People got to stop getting this whole, well, they're on YouTube, so they're not real. Like, dog, that's still a human on the other side. That's still a human on the other side. Jake Paul, six feet, Nate Robinson, five, nine. That's about as even as a Mitch match as you're going to kind of get in a real life fight. But Jake Paul has had professional fights already. Apparently, Nate has just been boxing. And he's, I'm sure he's been training himself, but he's been boxing since he was a kid. But him, it's clear, like looking at the fight, he won the fight, but he lost the war, boy. Because the whole time he was adding pressure, and I think he was trying to break Jake. And the punch that Jake gave him wasn't even like a drill. It wasn't a straight. It was an overhead. He wasn't looking when it happened. His eyes were closed. But so were Nate's. And that's all that it matters. It's the one that you don't see coming that's going to have you on the floor like he was on the floor. Like, I hated to see the Simba memes come back. You know what I'm saying? I hated to see that for him. <laughs> I did. I, I mean... I know people were saying, oh, he should be recognized and respected and you shouldn't laugh. <laughs> he should have also kept his ass on the courts. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, bro, you can't be. Y'all got to stop talking about these people in other sports. And I can't even say Jake was like in the sport reform, but he was having professional matches. That matters. Getting hit matters because they have to hit you back. It's a whole different ball game. When I used to box and I was doing it professionally, I got woken up to a lot of people who I was like, man, I beat his, you know what? And then you get in the ring and you spar with somebody. You eat, Whether you win or you lose, you realize, oh, this takes something out of everybody, even the winner. Nobody just walks in and it's just a joke. If you, if you respect it and you humble yourself and you're both trained, it's going to be a battle. It's one thing to be sparring and they can't hit you back. It's another when you in there with somebody for three minutes each round. No head guard. No crotch guard. Just you and the ten Avengers. That's your fingers. I learned a joke from Hey Honor when it was like Sally and the five Avengers. It was the five fingers. The ten fingers is two hands, so that's just both of your hands. I'm just making sure y'all like there with me. You know what I'm saying? I don't want to leave nobody behind. But yeah, man, don't do that no more, Nate. Don't do that. Now, I appreciate how you flipped this situation and you made a commercial uh, saying that you were sad. But when actuality, it was just you partnering or doing some deal with Stadium Goods or StockX about you selling sneakers. I don't know what the hell was in that ass whooping. 
but fam it made you switch complete career fields like i always knew you had a few sneakers here and there i mean you were one of the first people to wear yeezys during the game to hoop in but damn this man beat you out of the sport like hey bro it be like that dog it be like that and you can't even like i feel for you because you can't even like lie be like nah i got me with a lucky jack you know what i'm saying run it back you know what i'm saying i see him i smoke him every day now he got you twice king he got you twice like people forget the first knockdown was right before that and you was looking a little woozy then but i think the pride and you know hold on hold on hold on you know what i'm saying that got to you and you had to swell up in the chest everything went bad after that though yeah everything went bad after that i do commend you for getting the ring just so i could commend him but yeah you kind of asked for that one because if i'm not mistaken jake was also minding his own business and then you kind of spoke out of pocket and now you in a pocket so yeah but who knows man maybe they'll keep these silly little youtube boxing matches going on i see next up is jake paul versus floyd money mayweather uh i mean i guess uh i don't have any interest in watching that one uh i appreciate floyd as a boxer i think he's the best for sure he's just the most skillful i don't think this is a money grab because floyd ain't never really been broke i know he gambles a lot but i don't think that's he has a gambling addiction i think he has a gambling lifestyle because he can afford it see me gambling 30 percent of what i make that's that <laughs> that's an addiction because i'm likely not bringing home the bags like there's no way i can explain this hey babe you know <laughs> I, uh, you know, I was out gambling. I had like 3K. Now I brought back $100. But with this $100, like, bro, that's a hell of a thing to tell somebody every night. Floyd, I mean, I've seen some of the tickets. Sometimes he's bringing in millions on a win. Sometimes he's losing millions. But I'm also well aware that he gets paid quite hefty every time he gets in the ring and he has his own promotion company with some huge fights so he gonna be all right so i don't think this is a money grab i i have shit i don't know what this is but i mean hey he gonna get a bag on the way out anyways and really uh that's all i got for y'all this week man uh stay out of people's rings um work on yourself stop debating top fives all the time and talking reckless just because you don't like LeBron or you don't like an athlete. Don't be stupid out here. People still want Harden. And please stay out of the kitchen if you can't make regular mac and cheese. Like regular mac and cheese. Just like the orange stuff. You don't even got to do the restaurant regular mac and cheese. I see y'all getting spicy with the white mac and cheese now. I feel you. I respect it. I appreciate it. But let me just get the regular degular. You know what I'm saying? The happy birthday special. The mac and cheese that made you appreciate block parties. The mac and cheese that made you double up and only eat mac and cheese until you was about 12 years old with your weird ass. That mac and cheese. If you don't know how to make it, you need to stop practicing 
losing recipes. Oh my God, this is what's wrong with today. The young ladies today, they're not learning from mom how to cook with losing recipes. And now we're going to lose. And that's it, y'all. Have a happy new year. Stay safe and out of the way. Get your coins or spend your coins, whatever you do. Just don't be stupid, man. Everybody is watching, bro. We don't have nothing else to do. Everybody is watching. Oh, and by the way, I forgot to mention, let's keep those New Year's resolutions to a minimum, shall we? 2020 was trash. Let's just put the trash out. Whatever we get next year, we'll deal with it when it gets here. Let's not invite nothing too soon. I see a lot of those where the money reside, where the money reside posts. Bro, you're going to be broke next year. Like, I feel like that's how it works. We was all happy about 19, talking about some 2020, you know, 2020 vision. We can see it all. We can see clear. We ain't seen nothing. We were in the house. Nobody was outside. Nobody was doing anything. Look, man, what I'm saying is, let's just tone it down. You ain't got to post your resolution on Facebook, Twitter, and IG. Pick one. Don't do three. You do three, when we find out that 2021 is bad, I'm blaming you. You gave us the bad juju because you didn't listen to the rules to the new year. Peace.